Testing, testing, three, two, one. Cosmic Mind Pod. Pod. Testing. Waves. Waves. Water, 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 and the oceans crashing slowly the tides rising coming closer to you until one wave decides to break the barrier and hit your bottom it's cold at first but refreshing <laughs> the water uh brushes up against you your sensitive parts and <laughs> all right that's the ocean I hope that visualization helped to put you in the mood for the podcast. Chris? Forrest? What are we talking about this week? We are talking about the ocean here on the Cosmic Mind podcast. I'm Forrest. And I'm Chris. And uh, we're, we're familiar with the Atlantic. We are very familiar with the Atlantic. Uh, we both grew up very close to it. Wait, I, what, what's the Atlantic? The Atlantic Ocean. The, the ocean that is the eastern part they all often, of America to and also, the yeah. western part of Africa and Europe. They often call it the S-Ocean because it's shaped like a big giant S. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. If you look at it on a map, what the Atlantic Ocean is, it's just sort of a big bubble letter S. Wow. Kind of cool. It's the S Ocean. That's great. And then I think, um, I don't know the actual name, but Atlantic itself was named after the elder of the Greek gods. Like, I don't know what his name was, but he was the one that was... Atlas? The one who held up the sky? Yeah, actually. It was the one that held up the sky. So... That's pretty interesting. Uh, I used to be a pretty big Greek mythology nerd ah, so in middle school, I will admit, yeah. So when you were a child, I went to the ocean all the time. Yeah. Uh, we lived like um, between Saco, which is kind of Saco and Old Orchard are kind of touristy towns in Maine. We get a lot of tourists who come for the beach and I lived right between Saco and Kennebunk, which is also a tourist town in Maine. Um, who come more for the town because the beaches there are very, very rocky and mm. cliff-like. But that beauty draws a lot of people. So I grew up right in between um, a big, just long stretch mm. of like sand and a nice, like cliffy, rocky beach at the ocean. It was great. Went there, went from both places just all the time. Yep. There's one Family Guy episode where they make a main reference in one episode, and it's a bunch of. Uh, you know those, when you're on the highway and you see those huge signs like, hey, welcome to New Hampshire, or welcome to Maine, whatever it may be. Yep. Uh, ours was like, welcome to Maine, our beaches are rocks or something like that. It was just like referring <laughs> to our that. rocky beaches. I, I remember a couple different like Maine references in Family Guy. <laughs> our references are always like low-key, just like, who cares? <laughs> like, we were interesting. There's better stuff. God. Yeah, but uh, Seth MacFarlane grew up in 
um, either like Massachusetts or Rhode Island. So he probably like vacationed in Maine. Yeah, so he's probably yeah. got a little we bit of... We get a lot of tourists from lower New England mm. and Quebec and like uh, Eastern Canada. Mm-hmm. And I mean all over. Or he I, could I, have I, just uh, Googled like uh, stereotypical things about Maine, <laughs> you know? Because that's totally one of those things. Or maybe that's what started started it. Maybe that's why you hear about it. Maybe he made it popular. Because that's yeah. not that funny or comical or humorous like i mean we got sandy beaches too no i mean like we we also get like a lot of tourists from new york Mm -hmm. so like we get a lot of like where different where a lot of different like actors and writers and comedians and just all these creative types come from a lot of them like uh grew up like vacationing in maine like at least once like yeah that's interesting and i guess i mean if they're talking about our rocky beaches you're talking about it for a reason. We do got that rocky beach, which yeah. makes Maine really uh, beautiful, special. Also, I think, oh, God, I wish I knew this statistic. It's either Maine or California, or it could be Alaska. But we're definitely up there with having the most coastal islands off of our coast. And yep. we just and have so many islands off of the coast of Maine. For people who are not familiar, there's hundreds of them. And, and most of them have, like, you know, maybe... 20 homes or so like little fishing communities or just little wholesome little communities but it's cool we got a lot we of have little enough islands. islands in maine so that our um like area the area of the state the amount of coastline oh. is like longer than california i, I think, remember that too don't quote me on this but i'm pretty sure it's longer than alaska too just because of the amount of even mm. little islands like yeah they count all of them absolutely yeah. that's wicked interesting so the oceans, though, bringing it back to the oceans, um, I'm going to set set down a little bit of layout for everybody, okay? A little basic elementary knowledge on oceans, just so we're all on the same page. There's seven oceans. Now, that'd be pretty embarrassing if I was wrong, because it's a whole podcast. So we're going to name them right here. We got the Pacific, which is the largest. And then we have the Atlantic, which is the second largest. And then we have the I- Indian, Indian Ocean, Ocean, which is the third largest. That's all I know for statistics on chronological order. But other than that, I know we have the Indian Ocean, we have the Arctic Ocean, and the Southern Oceans, but... So, yeah, there's... How about this? North Pacific, South Pacific, North Atlantic... Those count as one, bro. Do they count as one? Pacific Ocean is one. Wow, I always see it on the map as, like... I think they label it as both, but they label seas, too. Sea is part of the ocean, but it's a classification of the ocean. I don't know, that'd be interesting. So, that'd be... Pacific, Atlantic, Indian, Indian Arctic, Arctic, Southern Oceans. Southern Oceans? What, yeah. What's that? What's it's that just, encompass? I don't know, but I know it's an ocean. It's just called the Southern Oceans. So could that be like the South Atlantic and South Pacific? Is that what it could be referring to? We're going to uh, take a minute. We found out that there are five oceans. And seven seas. Let's start with the five oceans, then you can get into the seven seas. Sure. All right. The five oceans are the Indian Ocean, the Arctic Ocean, the Pacific Ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, and the Southern Ocean. The Southern so, Ocean. That's interesting. Yeah, that's, I never really... That's uh, interesting. That's like the least memorable. That's like the butthole okay, so of the oceans. Th- that might be like... Where is it? The Antarctic. Because if the Arctic Ocean is the Arctic... 
The mm-hmm. southern might be Antarctica. I think that that probably is what it is. Just uh, the ocean surrounding Antarctica is the Southern Ocean. Yeah, also known as the Antarctic Ocean. Ah, you know, yeah, I think when Australia we were kids, I think when we were kids, we were taught and it was called the Antarctic Ocean. Because yeah. now that I think of it, I think the Antarctic Oceans is sort of like a name they kind of pushed yeah. when we were in kindergarten. That's vaguely familiar to me. But yeah. Southern Ocean is very sort of a new term to me. But doing research is what put that in my head that's interesting but yeah it's also interesting like if you split the atlantic that's why i always thought there were seven because on i had a big map in our um library room which was like part of our tour mm-hmm. room we had this huge uh, national geographic map on the wall and i always like counted and read them as seven so it's interesting that like that's oh you I probably counted myself. northern atlantic, North atlantic and northern South pacific atlantic. which would add two yeah. more yeah that's interesting yeah. So maybe some people just do say seven. Well, that brings us to the, the seven, seven seas. seas. So a sea is essentially just a, a classification of the ocean. So what it is, is it's a part of the ocean that's blocked off, not completely, by either islands or portions of land. So, for example, when I learned about it, it was talking about, I think it was the Barents Strait or um, it was the... It's the water between Ireland, England, and France, that yeah. little area. Um, so that's a sea. And uh, the seven seas is an old term that pirates used to use, and it just referred to all of the oceans, essentially. Yeah. So not just the seas. It was including the northern Atlantic, uh, the southern Pacific, I'm assuming the Caribbean. I mean, you think of tropical islands and that stuff when you think of buried treasure. <clears throat> so it's interesting. Well, I mean, up. if you separate the North Atlantic and north pacific from the south atlantic and south pacific there are seven oceans i'm gonna go ahead go on and say seven yeah. i'm counting it as seven so yeah it's a term for that but it's also a term that's been used since humans mm. have been traveling the seas there's something about the number seven there's something just like interesting about it you know you know it's it, also interesting it's to, to think that there wasn't always seven oceans either pangea yeah so like wow that's wicked interesting so now it's we interesting have... that like when humans came into like sea travel there were seven by the time we hit earth we were like hey seven. yeah that's wicked interesting and it's still changing um so the atlantic is actually getting bigger while the pacific's actually getting smaller and that's because our west coast of the united states is actually moving once or i think it was it's either heard, one or four centimeters a year closer. I've heard it's about the same amount of time it takes your nails to grow. Like it's like it's like I feel like it would be a lot lot less than that. Because the less. statistic that they that I read was I think it was in every year it was like one to four centimeters oh, or wow. something like yeah. that. So I think it would be less than that. Maybe that's a different statistic. Yeah, that might be a different thing. I might be misremembering that. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's wicked interesting. Atlantic, holla! That's my ocean. Getting bigger and better, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's just because we're, you know, resting on, like, plates. Mm-hmm. Deep, deep in the earth that are kind of just moving on each other. It's wicked weird. And it's also weird that ocean is literally 70%, I believe, of the earth's yep. um, surface. Which is just, What? And we're just living on this land. Wild, yeah. It's absolutely wild. And I think um, it was like 
eighty percent of species, if you if you're counting all the species, are underwater. The biodiversity and there's so many more. Species it makes in it the makes ocean. me think that like maybe humans like that's why fuck, you, like we're on land like maybe we're we got the wrong idea like shit's popping in the yeah, ocean. Like, that's why they call us the blue planet. You know, yeah. like we're mostly mm. water. To yeah. any outside entity, they'd see us as mostly water. I was uh, I was watching a tour of the ISS, the International Space Station, and uh, they were just talking about how blue the Earth really is. They say from space, we really are the blue planet. Wow. You can see it. Yeah, you know? that's amazing. So interesting. So crazy. What about swimming in the ocean? Love Have you that. done a lot of that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, since I was a kid, like I was saying, you know, in between sure. one one ocean, like a nice sandy beach ocean and a nice cliffy ocean, I've I've been swimming since before I can remember. I only ask really. because not just ocean, but Maine has so many rivers and ponds oh, and yeah. lakes. Yeah. So when I grew up, my family always brought us to lakes. Oh, it, lakes right, were the big thing. Yeah. Rivers too. But my dad was a huge fisherman. He didn't ocean fish. But he liked fish, um, mostly because I think a lot of people that fish in the ocean, they fish either commercially or because they do eat the food. But my dad, he was sort of more of a game fisherman. It's a hobby of his. So he's more of a lake and, and pond fisherman. So when I went to swim as a kid, I always went to lakes. I always went to ponds and rivers. I went to rivers. a ton of lakes and ponds and rivers but, and streams as really? a kid. But I never really well. went to the ocean that no. much. I mean, I, when did you I definitely did. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, I live, I live probably 25 minute drive from the ocean. So I went to the ocean (laughs) more times than most people in the United States, even probably. But I'd say comparatively to a lot of people around me, my family wasn't like a beach family. Like, Hey, let's go to the beach and swim in the ocean. You know, they were, you know, they didn't really no, give a crap. My family. Hey, let's go to the beach and swim in the ocean. Swim in the ocean. Dude, there's I sharks like there. In the ocean. There's fucking sharks I in like, the ocean. I like or... swimming in the ocean more than lakes. The really? bottom of lakes and ponds just like, oh. Dude, it, it makes me feel like you're, yeah, I guess a little dangerous. Like lake feels like because it's contained you know there's a certain amount of fish and weird shit and just, like, crazy yeah. shit. I just don't like, like, when, like, leaves and stuff uh, fall in. You don't it, like, like the, the mucky the, bottom? Yeah, the mucky bottom always bugged me, bro. I like a I nice sandy that. bottom. That's why I like rivers and oceans. Well, here's the thing. There's pros and cons. Con of the ocean? Shit's cold, man. Those lakes in yeah, the summertime? On a real hot summer day? On a real hot summer day? Nice. A river and a lake is nice. On a real hot day, an ocean is a normal river and lake temperature. But I mean, if if temperature doesn't matter to you, then who who even cares? Because the ocean, look at all that room. You could probably swim like nine miles out if you wanted. Yeah. You'd probably... I mean, you'd get swept away. You'd get swept away, probably. You could. You could get swept away. There's a dude who swam around England. That's amazing yeah, to me. That's that's insane. Like that I mean that's that Atlantic. Yeah. That's that yeah. northern Atlantic ocean. That's scary. <coughs> uh the Indian Ocean, fun fact, is the hottest out of all of the oceans. Really? Average temperature, it's the hottest. And I think I mean I'm assuming that the Antarctic would be the coldest. I didn't hear that statistic, yeah. but I think that's 
safe Either to assume. Either the Arctic or Antarctic. And, yeah, one of the two would be the coldest, but I think it's cool that the Indian Ocean is. I wish I remembered the average temperature, but it was pretty, like, warm. I'd like warm. to take a visit to the yeah. Indian Ocean, do a little bit of swimming. But, hey, with good, there's bad. So I bet there's some stingrays in the Indian Ocean Yeah. who don't like us. Really don't like us. No. The Indian Ocean stingrays hate humans. Ancient feud. Yeah, that's weird. We we read that on the stone tablets. And yeah, apparently on one of um, our gods hunted one of their gods um, mm. and slayed him. To our god, the um, the other god, the, the stingray god, was nothing. It was just a stingray. But to them, it was this ultra-powerful god um, that represented honor and respect. And our god killed their honor and respect. So quickly. Yeah, just stabbed him stabbed right in the it. head. I think that's wrong. You know, I'm on their side. You know, I feel guilt. And I know it's been nine millennium. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been you know? a long while. I get it, though. I get it. But this was one of our early hunter-gatherer gods that mm. represented who we were in our hunter-gatherer phase. So that it's was, really a clash of values. Then, yeah. Because, I mean, I get, you're right. I sort of identify him with as well, because if I had a family that I needed to feed and there was a stingray right there, you know, I mean, that's two things. Stingray's trying to kill me too, probably. And he couldn't tell him from any of the other no stingrays. Way. He didn't know he was killing their no. god of honor and respect. Well, I mean, it's the communication. It's the language barrier. Yeah. I think we should probably start a GoFundMe. Um, there, there have been a couple. Yeah. Any um, successes? Well, uh, one of them, which was um, the brother of um, one of the dudes who used to try to talk to dolphins with like synthesizers and stuff, was trying that with stingrays um, for a while. And he got pretty close. He got a, a small message through to them. Hmm. Um, it was something like, let's talk. But then he died. So we haven't oh, been able to get anything man. to him since. Because we have his uh, Have they equipment. communicated? We have his equipment. But we don't know how to use it. Some of the top scientists are working on it, but um, there isn't a GoFundMe right now. Um, but there was last year that got quite a bit of money that was put into it. But they they just need more and more. It's something mm. they we need to be pumping money into. Um, I mean, dozens, dozens and dozens of humans and stingrays have lost their lives in battle in the Indian Ocean. Mm. Yeah, it's it's sad. It's, it's I mean, I do really love the activism going on there, the sort of grassroots grassroots movements going on in the stingray community. Yep. They're taking boats out into the middle of the ocean with offerings. Yep. Stingrays favorite Feeding food. Them. Um, there are groups of people that have vowed to just stop um, uh, hunting stingrays, stop eating stingrays, stop uh, committing, mm. uh, not committing. Um, contributing in any way to the uh, stingray industry, mm. uh, stingray hunting industry. They are committing to the mm -hmm. stingray industry, which is the one that's feeding the stingrays now. A trending topic on Twitter right now is boycott Indian Ocean. So if that doesn't... Boycott Indian Ocean? Why the Indian Ocean? Well, the Indian Ocean... It's just Ocean... the stingray trade well, that really needs to be boycotted. There's, I mean, I'd say that's more of a radical uh, viewpoint, but, you know, those yeah. radical people, that... That pushes the people who sort of um, have the lesser views to sort of take action a little bit more, maybe. Um, so they just want to boycott the Indian Ocean <sighs> entirely. It's sort of um, it's 
sort of like the people that think we shouldn't be interfering with nature at all. You know, we mm-hmm. shouldn't be going out and hunting. We should just stay and just untouched. So they sort of think the same thing with the Indian Ocean. You know, this oh. feud's been going on for a millennium. So we just need to take a break. Take sort a of break, take a step just back. Stop going to the ocean. Like stop doing stuff. It's in the tense. Ocean and, yeah. You know, it's, it's wicked it's tense. tense. Yeah. You know, and it's starting to seep into the other oceans. I mean, the stingrays in the Atlantic, they've heard. They heard about it. The feud with them is hasn't really started, but there's talks. Yeah, and if this and, spreads to all the oceans... I mean, if you've watched A&N recently, it, like, that's all they're talking about is like the stingray human feud. Like It's really escalated. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, sorry. For those of you who don't know, A&N stands for Atlantis News Network. Um, they cover all like ocean news and all the other different um, ocean cities. Um, kind of that's like their main news. They're like their national news network. Mm. Basically, it comes from Atlantis. That's where I get all of my news. That's where I get my ocean news. I don't get my. They're kind of biased. They have an interesting land. viewpoint. They do have an interesting viewpoint, I guess, and they definitely do have shows with like humans and about land that our networks just won't run but oh, yeah. they they do also have kind of this bias um towards like land news they don't put as much effort into it i'd say yeah i think it's interesting having that ocean perspective though you, oh, yeah, you know they're definitely not, yeah yeah but they can only contribute you know sort of so much because yeah. they can only understand it so much but uh an interesting fact about the ocean is there's so much fucking gold in the ocean bro but the thing about gold that in the ocean that was gonna be my fact bro alright go into holy it holy shit yeah so um, by today's economic standards there is I think it's 100 quintillion dollars of gold in the ocean it's uh, it's a 1 with 20 zeros so whatever that number is that much in dollars that's how much gold there is in the ocean but it's not economically viable to get it out like you have to put more money in than you would get out of the gold to filter it yeah. out and make bars and use yeah. it as gold but scientists have been working on it for hundreds of years mm-hmm. since as long as we've known about gold in the ocean gold gets in the ocean the same way salt and other like earth minerals do from uh, rivers and mountaintops they just slowly erode the ground and um, sometimes like uh, in california in the uh 18 uh late 1840s um people you know would go to those rivers and they'd sift for gold during the gold rush um but if no one would ever find it it gets to the ocean and if it gets there it's pretty much there just forever it's the like that's why there's so much salt in the ocean it's estimated that if all of the gold was taken out of the ocean that everybody alive today would have four kilograms worth of gold solid gold wow and that is just astonishing but another thing about gold in the ocean is because once it hits the ocean it's it's essentially broken down to its microscopic oh, yeah. level it's like a molecule yeah. of gold so it's yeah. just that's because ocean may uh I, not ocean um water ocean. h2o um is an amazing um uh solvent um, which breaks down like uh, other minerals and stuff. That's mm-hmm. why it's like used as a base in chemistry. Yeah. Huh. Look at uh, it interesting. A lot of gold in the ocean. Not just diluted gold, but there are so many shipwrecks. So there are two conflicting statistics. 
So I don't know what the bureau was, but it was a real one. And it was, I think it was like some national uh, oceans association estimates that there are 1 million shipwrecks at the bottom of the ocean. But, but get this, the unit, the United Nations (coughs) estimates that there are 3 million shipwrecks at the bottom of the ocean, which is just mind blowing. I assume you know the united nations sort of has more data from other countries saying like hey here's our records you know here's our contribution but it's also a guess of how many shipwrecks happen without knowledge so maybe they have a different yeah um they're probably both like really yeah like their guesses are probably based on a lot of anything uh, over a million is just insanity to me (laughs) you know it's it's crazy uh another thing is I didn't know this before, but this kind of makes me feel a little bit better. We hear a lot about, 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 um, how we haven't, uh, actually seen or explored, um, more than 5% of under the ocean, which is pretty crazy. But what I thought was cool, gave me hope. And I think is wicked interesting is we have mapped the whole ocean floor within, I think it was like 50 meters, which is a lot. But in the scale, it gives you a crazy picture of of what under the oceans look like. If, yeah. if we were to take all the water off, what, what that would look like. It's wicked but interesting. But like outside of, because that's probably something they did on a boat at the top like mm-hmm. with some that sort is of sonar. But like actually going there, we've only done 5%. Yeah. That's insane. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, the ocean is so unexplored. Mm-hmm. And the farther you go, the more pressure and the harder it is to actually explore those depths. I mean, I think it was at the bottom of the Marina Trench. Marianas um, Trench, seven miles deep. Yep. Um, Uh, The pressure, I think it was saying it would be like having 500 Boeing 760s or 750s like pressing on you. That's what the water pressure would be at those depths. It's just unimaginable. So, I mean, even getting cameras down there, you have to reinforce it like crazy i mean it's incredible yeah. and there are actual biological bacteria and animals that can live not in animals. those depths animals there, yeah there's I i'm think sure it's there's just animals. like bacteria maybe like not small small stuff maybe not at the very bottom but there yeah. are some amazing animals that live at really oh, really yeah. really oh, yeah. there are some deep, deep depths deep so maybe not the deepest depths where there are definitely microbials in life but there are some fish that go so low that, well, once you get to a certain point, um, there's something called bioluminescence and it's a way for our body to sort of produce light. So because you're going deeper than the, the light can can penetrate through the water. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Just so cool. I watched a video. I can't remember, um, which YouTube channel made it, but if you look up what would happen if you, uh, set off a nuke in the Marianas Trench, um, you'll find the video. And he basically explained that like even the strongest nuclear bomb we have would like, it would go off and like the pressure would fight the water for a bit, but it wouldn't get deep out of the Marianas Trench. the, The pressure of the ocean would just crush it. And then all the nuclear waste would like leak into the ocean. But Which he said would it wouldn't. Bad. He said it wouldn't actually be that bad because of how big the ocean is. Mm-hmm. And like I said, um, one water, nuclear water bomb. being a solvent, how it breaks down chemicals, like it would dilute through the whole ocean. 
That's like, an interesting concept. Yeah, that's that's only going into a little bit of that video. I would definitely recommend um, watching it. Uh, it's fantastic. Another fantastic uh, just sort of visualization, if we're still not getting the gist, is um, if you put Mount Everest at the bottom of the Marianas Trench, you'd still have to dive down one mile to get to the top of Mount Everest. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know the exact amount, yeah. but I knew that it was deeper than Everest was tall. Yeah. yeah you still crazy. have to dive a mile. Which really makes you think that the ocean is like almost like an inverted earth. Yeah. Like the, there are creatures that live almost at sea level, kind of like us, mm -hmm. that can't go to those deeper parts. And we can't go to some of the higher parts. Like it's like almost like an inverted. But the thing is, it's inverted. But they are way more impressive because our scale oh, is yeah. like sea level to like pretty high. Definitely not Mount Everest, but like places like Nepal or some places in Peru. Um, the the highest civilized place is actually a place in Peru, and it's a it's a town that sits where um, Everest Base Camp is, and it's a whole town slash city of people living there at. The same altitude as Everest Base Camp. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's just... But still, that sounds amazing, but it's from there to sea level. Yeah. Whereas in the ocean, you oh, got them go on the way. top yeah. and you got yeah. them on the yeah. bottom, baby. Yeah. I wonder if there's... Well, I there probably is, right? Microbials and bacteria at the top of Mount Everest? Or I know, is there living things? I know there are living things on Earth that can survive. There are geese that fly over the Himalayas. That's true. I don't know if they could fly over Mount Everest, but the, the even the rest of the Himalayas, which is the mountain range that Everest is on, are incredibly tall. They're not Everest tall, but they're very, very tall. Mm. Um, so even if the geese aren't going over Everest, they're still reaching heights almost like Everest. Mm. And uh, tardigrades, which are these teeny tiny little like bear looking things. They look like um, uh, Michelin man bears with like six legs mm -hmm. and like a tube for a face, bro. They're crazy. They're like microscopic. They can survive in. They're microscopic? The, yeah, they're tiny. They're teeny, oh, okay. teeny, teeny, teeny little tiny. They live in like water, but they can survive in like really high and really, really low temperatures. They can survive in the vacuum of space. I wonder if they're they there. They can survive like. Wait, Way down in the ocean. pause. They can survive in the vacuum of space. Yeah, they, they like, I don't know what it is exactly, but like, probably so not there's forever. aliens, probably not forever, but like they've brought them up to space oh, and, okay. or they, I think they simulated a vacuum, like mm -hmm. no, no air, no nothing. It might not have been zero G or maybe they did take them into space and test up there, but it was a simulated like, um, complete vacuum, just like space. And they like survived. I don't know for how long, but it wouldn't be forever. Wow. Well, wow. But I mean, even, even that having something that already exists on earth that is almost capable of that kind of thing makes you think that it's, it's sort of possible oh, that yeah. we could maybe find bacteria or maybe find these sort of living viruses even would be life is virus are viruses yeah. life. Viruses. So if we found a virus, that could be considered life as well. That's interesting. Um, I was watching, it's called One Strange Rock, which, oh my God. Is that I new want, on Netflix? Is that what yes, is that? PBS I or want, BBC? I wanted to talk to you about this. Oh, I wish I watched it. I thought about watching Don't. it. Don't. What? Really? Dude. Wow. They had Will Smith narrate it, and it was the worst 
decision ever. Will Smith narrating a nature documentary on paper is like marketing. Oh my God, we can get Will Smith. He's, he's going to do it. Great. It sounds good on paper, but it's so bad. Like he's talking and it's like, that is the most written shit. Like he's reading it just off re- a paper wow. and it's just like, he doesn't no his will. Sm- into, wow. No, he puts effort into it, but you can like see right through it. It's not, you're going to have to give it a try. It was really hard for me to, to I mean, get that's into fine. it. I didn't think Morgan Freeman was a penguin expert. Like it's fine if they're, he like- has a narration voice though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Will Smith is like maybe he can narrate like a monologue for a movie, but not a nature documentary. He's talking about like existential life and it just didn't work. But anyways, I was watching that dude, and there's the there's this dude. <laughs> All right, sorry, continue. So there's this dude. Um, he goes to the best place on earth, and it's the middle of this desert. Um, where no animals or people or plants um, live and grow because it's so acidic and it's like I don't know if it's sulfur but like essentially it it looks like an alien world and it's in the middle of a desert it looks like a glowing translucent yellows and like little rivers of weird colored water and shit anyways why he's there he's wearing a respirator and a suit and he's walking over these weird coral like places and he's looking for life and he found um why he was looking is because he's trying to find a a living creature that can survive and not use oxygen at all and he found that and they live in straight acid like there's acid rivers and acid springs where there's no oxygen in it but there's like little living they're not fish they're microscopic but they're living, they're producing, and they're not using but oxygen. They, they can't at be seen all. with the human eye, or can they? What's that? They can't be seen with the human eye, like they're. Um, they're I don't know if you tiny. could see it without a microscope. Ah, yeah, you probably wouldn't be able to see it, but the same, like you take lake water. Have yeah, you ever looked yeah. at that under? Oh yeah. Sort of on that same scale. If you That's really amazing. looked, you might be able to see something. I didn't go yeah. into depth, but I thought it was wicked interesting that we're now finding creatures on earth that are living without oxygen yeah this is the first time we find that kind of thing so it's wow, just that's amazing yeah and that's on and that's one like there are rock. planets out there that are just sulfur Absolutely. so there could be life on those, on those wow. planets it's yeah that's incredible because we think of our our life as you need oxygen and thus far we haven't had any examples for the contrary until now one strange rock check it out it's wicked cool will smith did a bad job maybe just put subtitles on i don't know why i'm bagging it so hard i just had a gut reaction because i thought it was gonna be good like the trailer was all right but i don't know will smith just talking about like that kind of stuff just makes me want to like bang my head just gave you a weird vibe i don't know it wasn't like a a weird vibe i sort of overcame it i just think it was the wrong decision (laughs) Oh, all right. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. yeah, it was just like, you know, you see a movie sometimes and you're like, you know who could have played that better? Yeah. This oh, person. Yeah. yeah, I do that I feel like anybody could have done a better job because literally, other than the narration, One Strange Rock is a fucking gem. Like, 
the shots, the videography, the actual words, the actual script that was said, amazing. Just Will Smith just didn't do it for me. Yeah, he just didn't do it. All right, I'll definitely, I'll definitely check it out. I will definitely be careful of Will Smith. You know what you should be careful for? What sponsors? Be careful. Yeah, it's sponsor time. Oh yeah, I probably. Oh yeah, I definitely spiked some audio there. You scared me. We're gonna know. But hey, now it's time for some sponsors. Uh, and we just want to say that uh, we love our sponsors. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been users or listeners or buyers of our sponsors since before we started the podcast. Um, we're so happy they came to us. Some of them we reached out to them. We said, "Hey, this is our podcast. We love your product." Uh, We'd love you to sponsor us. And they said, yeah, of course. So uh, here are some sponsors. Force, do you want to sing the sponsor song? Yeah, sure. <clears throat> sponsor, you make a day and night. You make me feel alright. So use our promo code tonight. Yeah! But now it's time to talk about a sponsor. Uh, one of our sponsors today is a podcast called Sweat Weather Report with Joe Saunders. Um, he just um, reads the weather of uh, what his sweat's going to be like. It's a great podcast. I've been listening for um, years, actually. It was the first podcast I ever started listening to. He doesn't have a lot of viewers um, or listeners, I guess. Doy. But uh, here's a clip. Hey, I'm Joe Saunders. This is the Sweat Weather Report. Uh, high chance of precipitation on Monday because I am going to the beach. Uh, low chance of precipitation on Tuesday because I will be staying indoors in the air conditioning and playing video games. Uh, mild chance of precipitation on Wednesday because I will be sitting next to that cute girl in my chemistry class. Mild chance of precipitation on Thursday because I will be going to the amusement park with my mother. No chance of precipitation on Friday because uh, I don't have Friday planned out, but I don't be thinking I'm going to be sweating. Uh, The weekend will be low chance of precipitation because I will be hibernating like a bear. This has been the Sweat Weather Report with Joe Saunders. Thank you for listening. Find me on the internet. Thank you. Hey, Derek, can you turn the thing off? Derek, can you turn the sound off, Derek? We're rolling like a river. We're rolling like a river. Tell me about rivers. Tell me about, uh, tell me about waterfalls waterfalls yeah get into it all right um so i was watching this video recently and it was about like salt lamps and negative ions um and the guy started like listing off these like natural occurrences that um release negative ions because he was trying to like explain it outside Mm -hmm. of like the what the salt lamp says because like there's a lot more to it yeah um than what these companies kind of put on it and he talked about how um it's like they measure air as like, um, 
parts per million. Yeah. Like how many particles in the air, like out of a, like a million. Um, and um, waterfalls release um, negative ions uh, at like 10,000 um, parts per million. Really? Um, which is like not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it and, does. Uh, it yeah, contributes. It, it does. So yeah, it throws just because of ions. just because of the water like crashing in that way, um, it releases negative ions. Just like waves crashing on like rocks and cliffs releases negative ions. Um, like some like rapids release negative mm-hmm. ions. I wonder what kind of effect that would have that we sort of can't understand or can't realize because we've always had it or it's always been there. Like maybe it's whatever that is or whatever that effect is, is maybe stronger around waterfalls or stronger around waves or crashing oceans. Like, do you know any of the benefits of sort of negative ions? Well, he he went into that and this was a more scientific channel. Mm -hmm. So he went through like all the um, papers and um, they were pretty much like on average, they were like, um, like, yeah, we like couldn't really find anything like more studies need to be done except for depression. They were like, there's something there, like more studies need to be done. That's wicked interesting. Yeah. Um, now, but he talked about how like um, salt lamps themselves, he brought one to like um, this machine at a university that measures negative ions and like it was on for quite a while and it didn't mm-hmm. release any. Now that's, it's all interesting to hear about, but like for someone like me, having sort of a basic knowledge of basic science, hearing like negative ions and positive ions, it, it can only mean so much to me. Like what is a, All right, what so is an ion? An ion is a atom mm-hmm. that gains or loses an electron. There are cations and anions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty weird because like these were being discovered like, the 1800s early 1800s so it's like if it loses an, an electron if an atom loses an electron it becomes a positive ion and if it gains one it becomes a negative and hmm. cation is um i think it's positive and anion is negative um and <coughs> negative ions are supposedly the thing that like um do something that like boosts your up, mood. uplifts us yeah. somehow yeah it's interesting i wonder is there like a an equal amount of uh positive and negative ions in the world is it it sort of reminds me of that whole concept of like you can't uh destroy matter it can only be sort of like transformed into something else so like an atom like when you say if it loses one or it gains one it becomes a positive or a negative but like what was it before that is it a positive ion and then it becomes a negative ion and then vice versa a negative ion becomes a positive ion i'm still sort of confused no like at at its base Mm -hmm. an atom has a certain amount of electrons Mm -hmm. um like helium i think is the first one has one hydrogen has two Mm -hmm. and then it kind of goes up from there um so let's say i don't know which i don't know chemistry that well but Mm -hmm. let's say um uh, uh, an atom with eight electrons. It has a, eight electrons usually. Yeah. If it loses one due to some sort of energy reaction going off, like it could be a lot of things, uh, it becomes an ion. Or if it gains one, 
it becomes an ion. Some certain electrons um, can't like become like certain ions, but like it goes for losing, like if it's not eight, it's an ion. So if it gains two, it doesn't like go back to something. It's still like a negative ion. So say a, a waterfall crashes, right? And it releases negative ions. Is what's being released, is it is it the mist? Like is it a water molecule or is the electrons or the atoms, once they're being shed, they're no longer water. It's just like sort of an, an ion. It's an abstract kind of uh, so I, I, an atom. I don't know it completely, but yeah. So basically, I guess the energy from the water crashing mm -hmm. into the rocks water is not a very complicated molecule it's oxygen to hydrogen mm -hmm. they'd be released <coughs> and also that energy would like cause electrons a lot of to them. separate ah. an electron would like separate and then that uh, that atom that lost an electron that electron's eventually going to find another atom because ah. like they're they it's just going to shoot off and when it find finds an atom it's going to try to attach to it Wow, that's wicked. It's, it's really, it's like, it's way more complicated than that, but it's also very difficult to explain like how atoms work because they're so True. base of everything. Mm -hmm. It's just energy down there. It's, wow. So just like, I guess back to, um, that makes me think of how that can sort of affect us with us not knowing about it. Like if we were to somehow take away the oceans and feel the effects of not having the the sort of ions that that produces what kind of effects that would have on us and i think there's a lot of things with the ocean not just or i know we were talking about waterfalls but i know there are a lot of things that with the ocean and and water specifically that probably affect us in ways that we can't understand until we don't have them so pollutants, mm -hmm. um, actually like negative ions, like, um, interact with them and then like do stuff. And so like places with a lot of like exhaust and fumes and stuff will have less negative ions. Cause the, I don't know the exact science, but it connects to certain pollutants and like changes the molecule a little bit. And so then it's like not an ion anymore. Wow. It, so in cities, what we need is installed artificial waterfalls or huge salt lamps, right? Or less pollution. True. <laughs> or maybe a little bit of both. A little bit, a lot of both. Right? Well, all right. So that's how waterfalls sort of do it. I get an idea of that. Now, salt, a Himalayan salt lamp. Now, does, is that producing negative ions all the time <laughs> or only when the light switch is on? Only when the bulb is, is on or it, or it, it heats it's, up? It's supposed to be when it's heated up, it releases negative so ions. So salt and, and heat has sort of whatever reaction that is, is releasing negative ions just like waterfall does it in a different way? Um, well, um, in the video I watched, they tested a salt lamp and it didn't produce any negative ions, but he did talk awesome. about some other crystals that actually, when heated, do produce negative ions. Malachite was one of them. Really? I don't remember the others, but like he said, it's it's pretty expensive to make like a heat lamp out of it. Um, but I wonder why couple, they market... There are a couple crystals that, because of their chemical structure, when heated, do produce negative ions. Himalayan salt lamps have been 
heavily marketed as like producing negative ions and like yep. they're awesome. And I wonder how much of that is just talk and how much of that is just like placebo and how much of that is just fake, you know? I mean, it's nice to have, but is it a waste well, of sixteen ninety nine at talk, Rennie's? I'm going to talk about it, yeah. if I may, spiritually for Please. a second. Um, I have to explain really quickly. Um, the kratom plant, which is um, a leaf from an Asian tree uh, that has opioid antagonists in it and a couple other chemicals, um, it's sold in like, Supermarkets and sh- not supermarkets. Smoke shops. Smoke shops. Not supermarkets, dude. If <laughs> oh, you could dude. go to Hannaford and That'd get be some. amazing. Come yeah. on. No, I haven't done it, but I was reading up on it, and apparently, like, if it's grown outside of an environment, outside its environment, like mm-hmm. even with a- even with simulated humidity and temperature, it doesn't produce the psychoactive chemicals. So being taken out of envi- its environment makes it lose that healing medicinal effect. So maybe when salt is taken out of the earth, it like you don't get it anymore. You you don't get healing anymore. Like, but if you were to go there, imagine that. Wow, how cool! Let's go to Himalaya to be to go to a Himalayan salt mine. We should do an episode from a Himalayan salt mine someday. I would, yeah, maybe next podcast. Next podcast? Yeah, well, we did this podcast on a boat. On a boat. Oh yeah, on a boat. I to- I totally forgot about that. Cause we're in the we're in it, the the in, ocean, bro. Yeah, we're in the ocean. Mid Atlantic. Mid Atlantic. Listen, we've I, been... we you didn't tell me we were gonna go up this far, forest. Forest, <laughs> dude. Dude, there are sharks out here. I know, uh, but listen, it's more likely. No, I literally see a shark. Dude, it's more likely to be attacked by a shark than to for 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 a refrigerator to fall on you. Dude, I look. You know sharks make me nervous. You told me we were just gonna go, dude, like up and down the bay. Dude, I wanted to bring you. Dude, I brought I brought you to the bay, and then we got to the bay, and I said, "You wanna go to the Mid Atlantic?" I wanna go to the Mid Atlantic, and I didn't respond. I I took that as a yes. <sighs> Do you know I really? Want All right, just hey, listen. Go to the back of the boat. Go to the back of the boat. Breathe, okay? Well, be careful. I'm back here. Be careful. It's very rough. The waves are ripping, rolling. Close your eyes. Alright. And I'm just going to lightly push the throttle forward. Going faster. Oh, we're going faster. The waves are getting rough. All right, I'll slow down. You gotta make a bunch of sounds that make you like you're you're eating. You're getting eaten. Oh, Chris! Chris! Oh no! Chris! There's a shark there. Okay, wait, I got you. Oh, he's got you. Oh, he just latched onto your arm. Oh my god, your fucking arm. Get on the boat. Get on the boat. Okay, you're on the boat. Yeah. You're good. Wait, holy shit. Bro. Dude, we 
get him for some money. Oh, your arm is missing. Oh my god. All right, tie this around. Tie this around your arm. We're leaving. All right, we're going. I'm bringing you back to the bed. We're going back to the bed. Back to the bed. All right, we're gonna take this opportunity to uh, thank our sponsors. Uh, we're we'll be back. Bye. podcast is brought to you by <laughs> No, not the chicken noodle soup. The medical supplies. Yes, we sell band-aids. Not the chicken noodle soup. Face masks. Texture. You know, rubber gloves. Hit us up! We get all the medical needs. Uh, you know, everybody gets into pencil accidents every once in a while. Pencil gets jib jabbed in your eyeball. Jib jabbed. Jib jabbed. Pencil gets jib jabbed in your eyeball. What do you do? Put a band aid on it. That's Campbell's! Yeah, that's C A M P. P. Bells. What are you gonna do? Medical! Supplies. <laughs> it has That was a close call. Chris almost died, uh, but we took him to the medical tent. Um, starboard, starboard, starburst, and yeah, starburst. <laughs> they gave him some antibioticals. They wrapped up my arm and gave me drugs and bong rips. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty out of it, but we still got a ways to go until we get to the land. Yeah. So we decided to turn the podcasting equipment back on. <clears throat> my arm doesn't hurt at all because he gave me drugs. Yep. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna just sort of set a new tone for the rest of this podcast uh, after the accident that just happened. Um, we're inside, so I don't fall over again. But now, much like Captain Hook with his crocodile, that shark has tasted my flesh and will haunt me to the end of my days. I think he's uh. He's probably digesting your arm right now. Yeah, it's probably down there. There's bits of skin in his teeth and he's licking it. And he's like... Tastes good. And then he'll... He probably has like a... He probably kept one of your... He probably kept your main bone. And if I... uh, If I'm... um, Anatomy. If I passed anatomy... um, That's your tibia. And I think he kept your tibia as sort of a toothpick, and he he cleans his teeth with it because we all know sharks have about fifty rows he, of them. He did get the bendy part of my arm as well. Wait, he got the elbow. He did get the bendy. How part high of does this go? Let me see. Damn, damn. He didn't get your shoulder though. He did not get my shoulder, so I will have like, oh, you know. Like we could get you a prosthetic. Thing. Yeah, wow. I mean, there it's going places now. Prosthetics. They're, prosthetics it's really going in another direction. Honestly, I think within ten years, people are gonna be voluntarily replacing their body parts with robo parts. 
Honestly, you're just it's getting really ahead of the game. Close. I'm yeah. You I should say it. thank you to that sharky. I'm not gonna say thank you. True. It's still fresh. It's still wound. Fresh. It's fresh it, wound. It, it, it is my arm. It was a part of my body. True. True. But hey, um, I'd say what's more important than the stingrays, uh, right now to me, is your safety and your well-being. Um, I feel very well in my being um, because of all the doctor drugs. True, true. Um, <coughs> but we're going to work on getting you a, a prosthetic arm. Um, I, I've ar- actually, I've already started, while you were in the medical tent, I've already started whittling a new arm for you. And actually, I waited until we started the podcast for to present that to you it's a temporary i know they'll hook you up with some cybernautic technology but uh i just want you to look at it okay can i get can i can i show you yeah okay it's in my bag here what do you think wow this is fantastic you whittled this i dude i whittled it this is amazing i used wow yeah this is gonna work great I, it listen i didn't uh the uh your fingers i didn't carve the fingers um because i well listen fingers let's be honest they're hard to carve and i knew that you wouldn't really care if i didn't do, like do fingers or anything like that and i knew you'd be fine if i just sort of like abstractly muddled that all into just sort of uh i found this so we use um it's called a broom and we sweep the boat with it and it's got a broom handle. So I figured that maybe if I took the mop end off of it and maybe just, it would work for you. I whittle, uh, I made it. It's for you. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to work. Fantastic. I'm going to wear it forever. Cool. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. (laughs) Let's put it on. All right. all right we zipped it up how's it feel uh it feels pretty good almost like you had a whole new arm right almost like a whole new arm damn i hope the doctors let me keep it because it might give me splinters i feel some splinters (laughs) you dude you could probably put a resin on that you could resin that up and get it smooth you know how uh with some necklaces they'll dip it into an epoxy maybe a little water resistant goop maybe we could dip that in a little bit of water resistant goop and then it wouldn't no longer be splintered yeah you'd have to like sandpaper it down and then epoxy it yeah and then epoxy it i think that no this is temporary listen this is gonna be fine for now just don't wipe your butt with it don't you know, just hang out with it. Just make it feel like you have one. Uh, I appreciate it. Hey, you know what's cool? Um, so if if you were to take all of the oceans, the first inch uh, over the top layer is the same amount of water as all of the water in our atmosphere. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, like... But it totally makes sense because obviously water is denser than water vapor. But it's oh, like, yeah. it's wicked cool that only an 
inch off of the top of all of the oceans would equal all of the water in our atmosphere. Wow. That's wicked crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Oceans. Oceans, man. Oh, hey, even though my arm got bitten off by a mm-hmm. shark, I'm happy we came out here. Yeah. I thank you for doing this. You know, I, I told you I wanted to just stay in the bay, mm-hmm. but if we hadn't gone out that deep, we wouldn't have had such yeah. a great podcast. No, I don't think we would have, you know, and I made you a cool prosthetic arm. We talked about the Indian uh, history of stingray culture and history Indian of Ocean. war. Yep. Um, I'm glad we came out here too, man. I always enjoy these. The sun's going down right now. Um, the water, it was wavy before, but now yeah, it's it sort of beautiful. just as flat and clear and kind of beautiful. Sun shining off of it. Dolphin. Whoa! Whoa! Chris, look! Wow, dolphins. Yeah. I like... Wow. Wow. That's the third time I've seen dolphins. Ever? Or just today? Ever. Wow. This is the first time I ever saw dolphins. Wow. Ever. And it was with you. And it was... That's fantastic. I'm happy I was here. Me too. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to Cuba... And you know what that means. I'm going to be swimming in the ocean. It's been winter time. It's been a long winter. I've been stuck up in my house in Portland, Maine for the past few months. And I'm ready to swim. So come March 20th, still going to be snow on the ground. I'm going to be going and swimming in the waters of Cuba. That's around Cuba. going to be fantastic. Yeah, man. I'm hoping that the same thing doesn't happen to me. That what happened to you today. I, I really hope so, too. You hope so too? I or you said hope I not? hope it does like you said I hope it doesn't happen. I said I hope so too. Like I said, I hope it doesn't. Oh. Just agreeing with you. Oh, okay. I just said All right. hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. the doctors put me on drugs. Dude, you fucked up. I'm stuttering on the podcast because you know what, I'm not gonna go there. I'll go there next podcast. Dude. Yeah, next podcast. If there is a next podcast I don't know if you're going to survive, dude. They got you hopped up on drugs, but you might get an infection. Maybe a little bit of gangrene. Look, I just hope I don't lose too much blood. Dude. I think that would be the the biggest, the first big thing. Dude, listen. Like, oh, lost all the blood in the whole body. Listen, you probably lost two, one liter, most. It was spraying out for a minute. All right, you lost two liters. You're all tied up, big bad boy. You're fine. They put blood in me. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> how did they do that? How'd they put the blood in you, dude? They blow it in? They put it right in the arm where they, where they figured com- it, like it, hey it's there like the the open the wound is there we might as well not like puncture skin to get the blood in so that's they true just pumped it back in the arm that's true well they had both of our blood types on the boat that was part of the thing we signed i didn't sign anything did you forge my signature yeah Forrest, you're the one that wanted to come out here. You like you don't sign stuff. I sign the waiver for you. All right, listen. Look, it's not your blood. It's your blood type. Like that. It's it's a do- It was donated from the Red Cross. Like it's Red Cross. Like it's 
Freaking just donate your blood. How do I... Listen. How do I get more blood, though? I want some without having to lose some. Can I buy it off of them? No. All right. You don't... You Like, I think too much blood would be bad. Is there, like, a like an equilibrium for every body where it's, like... Because I know if you lose a bunch of blood, you'll make more red blood cells or whatever. But when do you stop? When is, uh... When are you done making blood? You know what I'm saying? Done making blood? I guess when you, like, die. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. So, you just lost your arm. You probably lost two cords, right? Or whatever you lost. I don't give a fuck. But, like... Are you gonna just... Is this some the amount of blood you have now? Or is your body going to make more blood and get you back up to that I bloody point? I think it's going to make enough blood for the body. I think it just like balances itself. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. What's the equilibrium? Like, what's the uh, density of blood? Like, what's the ideal range of um, blood in your body? I do not know. Like nine. What, what sounds right? Like nine. They talk about it in pints, blood. Doctor. You, do you know, you, can you tell me? Tell me. Yeah. Tell. It's four, four what? Four, four right. what? I, I gotta, I gotta go. This guy doesn't know anything. Well, listen, that's cool. So the body stops when the body doesn't need any more blood. I think I'm if just... you lose a certain amount of blood, like, then you, like, you just die. I know. And then you stop reproducing. Blood. Listen, if I maybe I didn't lose my arm, but say I stabbed myself, right? And I I bleed out like a, a bottle, like a water bottle of blood, right? Or and then you, wait, 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 hold whoa, on. Whoa. Or you go donate blood because a water bottle right? is like okay, about sure. the amount they take. What? Yeah, they you're take that blood. Yeah, now, does blood. my body? Does my body make that much more blood? Like the amount of blood that I lost? Uh, yeah, um, over, I think like they don't want, they want you like, don't not, they don't want you to donate every four months, but they say like, wait four months before donating again. So that's probably like the amount of time it, it takes, takes to, to like, re now, that blood. What do you think would happen if you just flooded your system with blood? You were just like, I don't know. Let's put like an extra two pints in. I don't know. That'd feel bro. weird, right? Yeah, I can't even imagine. That'd feel kind of nice. <laughs> I think it would be bad, bro. More think, blood, the better. I think, no, I think too much blood is bad, bro. You don't have room for it. What do you mean you don't have room for it? You don't have Tell room. that to all the people with low blood pressure, asshole. Dude, you friggin' like your veins would like whoop, fill up, bro. Or they'd just get bigger. Bigger? Yeah, but it, like if you got them too big, it, they'd friggin' burst. Like they're not just gonna keep stretching. Yeah, that's true, true. Like, so there's, there's a certain amount of blood. There's a window. There's a window. All right. And I just want to know the average. In four, it's not doing it for me. Is it nine? Four? Four? Four what? I don't know. I don't Four know. Sixes? He can say, and I'm not a doctor. True, true. He is though. Look it up, bro. Mm. If you're so inclined. I I don't know. I didn't get my arm chopped off. I'm just in the market for a little bit of blood. 
I don't think you can just get like blood. I think you'd have to get it on the black market and like do it yourself. And then that's really like super villainy, bro. <laughs> like, oh, I need more blood. What if you like replaced half your blood with like something else? I think that'd be real bad. I think half your blood gone and you're dead. Bro. No, 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 no. Replace it with something else. That's not blood. It would, it no, would it be could like be. Not or, uh, You'd still just have half. You know what I've been hearing stuff. a lot about is um, there's actually a place in California where they will inject young blood into you. And it's like a revitalization thing. Like putting new blood in is something that's happening in 2019. Oh, wow. So it's like. Wow, it's a weird that's concept. crazy because like back in medieval times, like there were people that would like bathe in young blood because they thought it like yeah. made you younger. Well, they would also like cut themselves and bleed out and think that that would cure them of stuff. Maybe intuitively they were like, ah, bad blood when maybe it is bad blood. Maybe we need that good blood. I mean, they're literally doing that. They talk about it on JRE. Like it's, there's facilities in California where you can literally Go get young blood and have it pumped into you. Oh, dude, I fucking hate thinking about blood, my dude. Dude, you're on drugs. You're, dude, you're loopy, man. You're listen. You, you know why? Cause you don't have enough right now, bruh. You're going crazy. I think that might be. It's cause you don't got enough of that shit. I'm, listen. You're in the market for blood. Or wait. Oh my god. You're fine. You know why you're fine, bro? Listen. You know, you stab yourself and you lose the blood. You don't lose the arm. The arm needs that blood. You lost the whole arm and the blood with it. So, dude, you don't need to replace the... You don't need to replace the blood that was in your arm because your arm's gone. They already gave me blood. (laughs) Dude... I hope it makes you feel better, my guy. Is that land that I see? Just like over the horizon, just a little bit? I don't know. I can't turn around because of my arm. That's true. Um, I think I see a little bit of land. I think we're coming out of open ocean. Hold on. Let me pull out my mirror. Here's a telescope. Oh, wow. Yeah, we are. Add this additionally. I can't. I can't. I have one arm. Dude, let me hold this telescope. Oh, wow, that's hurting my eye. Dude, oh. I know. I, it wasn't actually a telescope. It, it was paper towel roll. <laughs> <laughs> You're just a bad... Uh, mop the decks! <laughs> hey, shut up, crewman. We're doing a podcast here. So. Oh, the ocean. It's been... <laughs> it's been a fun one. Yeah, man. I always wanted to be a pirate. Just real quick. Oh, yeah, bro. I want to insert oh, that in. I always imagined as a kid, dude, being on the seven seas. Arg, I'm a pirate. I, I got that vibe. I think in another life, if if reincarnation is a thing, I think maybe last or a few before, dude, I was Jack Sparrow. Yeah, I feel you there, dude. Hey, dude, bro. Yeah. Bro, dude, my friend. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. Assassin's Creed 4 Black F- Flag yeah. um, was my favorite Assassin's Creed That's game. Pirates, huh? Because it, it was the one, it, and it's like the literally like the best pirate game. 
And you're, like, you can sail you're, boats in yeah, that. Yeah, you're a pirate, and you're sailing boats around the Caribbean. You can go to Cuba. Like, you can go to Dominican Republic. Like, it has, I think it has, like, like a little tip of Florida. Like, it's, like, a big part of the map. Damn. Yeah. And you can just, like, sail all around, and you're, like... That's ocean and video games right there. Yeah, bro. Wow. All right. I mean, dude, if if that virtual uh, space, if that video game, if we're going back to Bandersnatch and that's real life... Dude, that's a virtual ocean. That's beautiful. Yeah. You get to sail the beautiful virtual seven seas. Virtual ocean. That's nice. Entire Caribbean. You get to... um, be a pirate you get to like go to like ancient ruins and like climb them there's like that parkour element of assassin's creed you climb up and you like find like relics and stuff mm-hmm. like old swords like yeah. you like battle other ships bro it's like a, I mean, a fucking awesome pirate game dude dude you get to drown sink ships in the ocean uh yeah you can drown and you can kill other um yep. people other virtual people by shooting their ship and sinking them down to the depths of the ocean or shooting them dead on land. Or, I mean, it's an Assassin's Creed game, so you kill people, yeah. Damn. You can also get real close to boats. Like, there's this element where you get real close to another boat and you, like, hook onto it. <laughs> and you can, like, climb up into the rafters of your ship, like, hop over and then like, pounce down on someone and then just start, like, kicking ass. And then you can, like, take that ship and then, like, have your crew sail your ship back to land. Man, the virtual seven C's. Physics are similar, but different. <laughs> well, on that note, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be to land soon, which means he's definitely gonna be going to the hospital. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be going to the hospital. The drugs are gonna be wearing off, and pain. You're gonna have pain, and you might have a ghost limb, bud. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. gonna get a doctor on that pronto. Yep. So we're gonna prepare for. Uh, Getting to land, I gotta pack up all of my shit, all of my fishing gear, and um, podcasting equipment. Podcasting equipment. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, we've been skipping out on the outros, I think, my dude. We've been missing those. Um, we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Cosmic Mind Pod, all three of them. Um, we're on podcast.com, we're on iTunes. Yep. Uh, we're looking to get to other podcasting apps and um, places where you can get podcasts. Uh, we're looking into that currently. Uh, do you have anything else to say for the outro? Um, yeah, actually. Um, that being said, um, please, please leave us a review. Leave us a comment. Share us with your friends. Anything and everything helps. Uh, if you enjoy this, please tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your grandma. Uh, tell your own cause, make mine. Keep listening. Uh, yeah, thank you for listening. We love you. And um, stay cosmic. Mind. Mind. Mind.